Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. A Friday morning at Wax with a pretty good weather forecast for getting more work done in the fields. Good morning at the shank of the day on this Friday morning here at Wax. Bob and Joe with you to look at the news in the world of agriculture and a few other things. Tell you about a good place to get breakfast tomorrow, which is where? Down in Mondovi. Head on down there for their spring breakfast. It's the Mondovi FFA putting that on from 8 to 11. And they're going to have tables set up outside in the parking lot if it's nice. And if out it's behind not, the egg room out there. Out behind the egg room. And if it's not, you'll head inside to the commons. All right. There. So uh, tomorrow morning and Saturday forecast, 80, partly sunny. Should be a nice day for breakfast in Mondovi. So get up and get the chores done, get to breakfast, get home and get back in the fields. But again, uh, do it safely. But we do look like, I look at this forecast yesterday, it said uh, good chance of rain on Wednesday. I look at the forecast today, they don't have that in the forecast. They've got partly sunny Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, back in the 80s on Friday. So, uh... Getting some pretty nice weather around here, and we deserve it. That is for sure. Brent Wink is on his way. He'll be here a little bit later on this morning. We'll also talk with uh, Jamie Close this morning. And Jamie, a uh, farmer, well, <laughs> I talked to him over on Jim Falls, but he's uh, got farmland. He's trying to get planted all over the area. We'll talk about how that's going with him. That the USDA report that came out yesterday, and today is... Friday the 13th. You nervous? No. <laughs> doesn't bother you at all. Huh? Should, should I be? Well, I don't know. I'm working with you. Should I be? <laughs> well, you never know. Some people have a varied opinion on all that. Have any calves yesterday or overnight? No. I did talk to Moana and Rose and Hazel, and they all just kind of looked at me, and I told them it's okay. Okay. Yeah, they have told we you when we're ready, we're ready. But I am impressed with the grass that's growing out there. Yeah. Because that really shot up. It should grow very nicely the next few days. We'll tell you about that and a whole lot more on a Friday morning at Wax. For those who work in acres... 
not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a quick check of our weather. I think you're going to like it. Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Mark Ward Motors. Remember, Mark Ward has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them all out at markwardmotors.com or drive through and check them out on the lot. Not much to tell you. Partly sunny today through the weekend and through most of next week. 83 today, 80 tomorrow, 72 on Sunday, 60s on Monday and Tuesday, 70 on Wednesday, and about 81 next Friday. We're 71 right now. Short and sweet, just the way we like it. You're going to do some work. Do it safely. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news this Friday morning. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. The overwhelming majority of Americans are in favor of free birth control in the event that abortion is banned. A national poll by YouGov and The Economist shows that 91% of respondents who support abortion and 61% of anti-abortion respondents agreed that birth control should be made free and widely available if abortion is outlawed. The survey was conducted after a draft opinion was leaked showing the U.S. Supreme Court is likely to overturn Roe v. Wade. The big Ukraine aid package is in limbo in the Senate. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer accused Kentucky Republican Rand Paul of single-handedly holding up the roughly $40 billion bill. Schumer said Paul is demanding some changes in the bill. Schumer and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell offered to allow a vote on a Paul amendment, but Paul rejected the offer. My oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. And no matter how sympathetic the cause, my oath of office is to the national security. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell is warning that reigning in soaring inflation may cause economic pain for some. In an interview with Marketplace, Powell added that getting rising prices under control does remain his top priority. He noted that with a tight labor market driving wages up, avoiding a recession following aggressive Fed policy tightening will be challenging. Firefighters are struggling to control multiple wildfires across the country. A fire in Orange County, California has already damaged or destroyed at least 30 homes near Laguna Beach. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, a quick check of our weather. It will be quick. There's not much to tell you. It looks like it's going to be partly sunny. At least through next Friday. Yeah, for another week. There's uh, maybe a pop-up shower. We'll get an update on that from Mike Dandria, but uh, that's the way it looks from the forecast that uh, we've taken a look at. 83 today, 80 tomorrow, 72 on Sundays, uh, 60s on Monday and Tuesday, 70 on Wednesday, warming up by next Thursday and Friday back in the low 80s. Right now, 65 in Rice Lake, Medford at 67, Wausau 68, Marshfield 70, Lacrosse, the warm spot, 78 this morning. Green Bay, 66. Madison, Sun Prairie, not too bad, 73. Milwaukee at 66. And right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now, 71 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost seven minutes after five o'clock here on a Friday morning at Wax. Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us the markets. And as we get to the last trading day of the week, where are we at, Jill, as far as livestock prices? Choice fed beef steers are 138 to 144 with mixed at 102 to 137. Choice fed beef heifers are 132 to 145 with mixed at 94 to 131. Choice fed Holstein steers are 118 to 127 and a half with selects at 82 to 117. Cows are 64 to 103 with bulls at 76 to 108. Butcher hogs are coming in at 85 to 96 with sows at 55 to 65 and boars at 22 to 28. New crop market lambs are $2 to 220 and feeder lambs are 2 to 230. And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, everything was down. June cattle, one thirty one sixty five down a dollar ninety two. August one thirty two seventy seven down a dollar eighty seven. October one thirty nine eighty five down two oh seven and December live cattle one forty five ninety seven down a dollar sixty five. Feeder cattle, the August price one sixty six fifty two down three forty seven. September down three and a half at one sixty nine sixty seven. October down three forty seven at one seventy two fifty five. November feeder cattle closed. 174.70 down 325. Lean hog carcass contracts. We had uh, June at 97.47 down 337. July 97.85 down 370. And August at 98.97 down 297. And on the board of trade, that report that came out yesterday didn't make really significant changes. So uh, the traders took the markets a little higher yesterday. And uh, that translated mainly overnight as well, just a little bit, as July corn this morning up 793, up to 793. That's up a penny after closing higher yesterday. The oats did go down a nickel overnight at 619 a bushel. Wheat up two cents, 1181. That July soybean price up another 13 cents overnight at 1627 this morning. And meal up 230 a ton at $398.30. Cheese prices unchanged, 239 and a half on the barrels, 230 and a quarter and three quarters on the blocks. Butter up seven cents at two seventy and a half. May class three up six twenty four ninety five. June up twenty nine at twenty four ten. July up twenty five at twenty four oh three. August up thirty two at twenty three fifty seven. September up twenty five at twenty three seventeen. And if you're planning to take a drive around the countryside this uh, weekend or put some gas in the boat. Get a part-time job. June oil went up 75 cents again yesterday, sitting at $106.46 a barrel. Man, oh man, oh man, where are we going? Ten minutes after five, we're going out in the country. We're going to talk to a guy that uh, we got off the tractor for a few minutes the other night to talk about how planning's gone. We'll hear about that next right here on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
The wheels are rolling in Wisconsin as farmers are in the fields. One of those farmers is Jamie Close, and Jamie up in the Jim Falls and beyond area. And uh, Jamie, give us an idea how many acres uh, you're planting every spring. Uh, this year here we're doing about 8,300 um, corn, uh, beans, and wheat. So uh, we uh, started last Tuesday up here, finally got dry enough. Uh, rolling on corn and soybeans. It's been going pretty good in this area. Got to go down through Stanley up north. That's still wetter. But uh, Have you been up that way yet uh, to look at it? Or have you been in those fields? What have you seen so far? Yeah, we've been up by uh, Flater's Resort up in that area. Um, started up there last Sunday, a little wetter, so we pulled out. But we are planning on heading back that way, hopefully by Friday. You got how much in so far and how much left to go? Uh, so far, we got about 1,500 of corn in. Um, I should by tonight have about 750 of soybeans in. Uh, we have the wheat all fertilized. That looks really nice. Should be pretty good crop this year, hopefully. So when did you put the first seeds in the ground? And have you gone back to look and uh, see that things are going well? You didn't put the corn in when it was too wet and too cold? We always look, you know, um, but first seeds went in last Wednesday. So it'll be another week or so before they're up. But the heat, you never know. 8,300 acres. I can't imagine how many zeros are on some of those checks you're writing for inputs, but did you have any trouble finding enough inputs, and did the price of inputs, fertilizer, cause you to change your mind as far as your planning schedule this year? Uh, We started actually doing inputs last fall already, earliest I've ever done it. We bought the chemistry, booked some fertilizer, not enough, of course, book fuel, but uh, yeah, we definitely, a lot of penciling this winter. And But we stayed the same rotation, still going to put on same fertilizer to make a crop. As far as, uh, and I don't want numbers here, but twice as much the input cost this year or more than that? Um, I'd say I'd say twice as much. Um, land rent stayed, you know, intact. Um, very, I have a lot of excellent landlords, very happy with them. Chemistry, we're up probably 25 bucks an acre. Fertilizer, we are over double on fertilizer. And, of course, everybody knows how fuel is right now. How do you market? What do you do? Obviously, you got a lot of crop to deal with. You have a lot of on-farm storage. Got a lot of it contracted to this year's crop already contracted ahead. How do you do it? We started working with a marketing group. Just realized I couldn't do it all myself. I started with them two years ago. Three guys. Um, they've been really good on helping him um, market things. But we also did do a different grain site uh, two years ago. We started did phase two last year going to hold off a year do phase three next year um yeah we have about half half that can be on farm storage which helps dramatically how much problem you had sourcing equipment or parts for equipment uh that's been a bear we ordered stuff earlier we we almost did not get some stuff uh we did order a new corn planter last summer it just got here right before season started combines the same way we finally got those in the yard now it's been very tough very what about manpower? You've got consistent manpower? Is that a challenge as well? Manpower, um, it's been a struggle, but uh, I have a very, I, I can't commend my crew enough. Um, I have a lot of long-term employees, very, very happy with them. Um, but yes, you're always looking for one or two more good ones, or better ones, I should say. Finding land to rent, you're up to Sheldon, you're over in Stanley, you're here in Jim Falls. How far afield will you go? What's the farthest field from home? Um, we get up uh, probably 30, about 30 miles north or south. A lot of it has been word of mouth over the last 15 years. Land rent, yeah, we pick some up every year, lose some every year. But um, also with me, landlords, I've got a lot of long-term um, landlords. You make sure the lights on the equipment work and got some pillows in the cabs once in a while? 
sometimes we try not to run too late anymore but rain's coming do what you gotta do keep going yeah Jamie Close again putting in a lot of acres a lot in but a lot more to go and mother nature will determine how fast he gets it done but he'll get her done and again Jamie Close and uh talking to Jamie 8,300 acres and the input price trying to get equipment trying to get manpower trying to deal with the weather and you got 8,300 acres I'd be a nervous wreck and he's just as calm and cool and collected as can be Amazing. Yeah, amazing guy. Fun to talk. We'll talk to him uh, more over the next uh, period of time, I am sure. But uh, be careful. But should have good planning weather here for probably the next week. Hopefully these soils are going to uh, cooperate. What happened with that report yesterday from the USDA? We'll take a look at that coming up. Give you some of the highlights right here on Wax. But again, all work and no play. Make Jill a dull girl. So again, get ready for some fun in July. Ready for a night of country music? Loyal Wisconsin is Farm Tech Fest. Hosted by Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest. Featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headlining Joe Nichols. On-site camping's available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Going to Farm Tech Fest? Hey, you bet I am. <laughs> we'll see if we can't find you a ticket someplace. <laughs> well, how'd that report come out yesterday? Yeah. Well, yesterday's USDA World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates didn't make any big changes from earlier projections. Economists now say U.S. farmers will end up planting 89.5 million acres to corn this spring and harvest a crop of just under 14.5 billion bushels. They did lower average yields by about four bushels an acre down to 177. They also kept ending stocks at 1.44 billion bushels for this year's crop and they estimate the farm gate corn price this year will be $5.90 with a 2022-23 crop averaging $6.75 a bushel. The report also projects Ukraine Ukraine's corn crop this year to be down to 19.5 million metric tons, less than half of their production before the Russian invasion. For soybeans, farmers are in the process of planting a record 91 million acres this year, with a final crop of 4.64 billion bushels on yields of 51.5 bushels an acre. Soybean prices for the current marketing year are forecast at $13.25 a bushel, while soybeans in the 2022-23 marketing year should average about $14.40 a bushel. And, of course, Ukraine, fourth largest corn exporter in the world. That's going to change with that crop. And the wheat, a lot of wheat comes out of that part of the world. That's going to be affected as well. Tractor pulling. You like tractor pulling? Yeah, we're going to get an update on what's going on with the tractor pullers around the state. We had uh, Stephanie talk to some folks that are involved. Don't forget, the uh, big showdown in Curdtown is coming up here first part of June. So uh, we'll talk tractor pulling next right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
It might be Friday the 13th, but don't be afraid. We've got a lot of work to get done. Lots of tractor wheels have to turn. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And not all those tractor wheels turning will be in the fields, as a lot of fairgrounds and other areas are going to be very busy very soon. Pulling tractors. Stephanie, what's the update here in Wisconsin? Are they ready to go? Well, Bob, I don't know about you, but even this recent heat has got me excited for dairy days and fair season. And yes, tractor pulls. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I caught up with the Wisconsin Tractor Pullers Association to reflect on how the past few years have been and what the organization is projecting for 2022 for both audience attendance and membership numbers. President Kurt Aftal is optimistic and looking forward to a great season. He says their first event is in June, but planning for the summer has been taking place since December. Technically speaking, our regular season does begin June 11th. However, speaking on behalf of our board of directors, um, our sponsorship and entry teams, and our tech officials, I guess you could say it started back in December at our 2021 awards banquet. Because at that time, we we have our meetings and we start discussing plans for the, the upcoming 2022 season. We look back at our previous season and say, is there anything we could have done better? Is there anything we should change? Uh, we meet with our promoters uh, over the winter and we ask them if there's anything they'd like to see us do differently, um, any thoughts any expectations they have, and we use all that information to try to make a bigger and better uh, 2022 season. So so honestly speaking, um, our board of directors, we, we discuss things all winter long. Uh, we've got a great crew working with us. It's a great team, and, and it's a lot of fun. When you are doing this planning, what are things that the audience or the fairgrounds or you know the venues that you go to want to see more of or want to see differently? Well, I would say the biggest thing that we've done is recently we purchased a, a video scoreboard that uh, we utilize for video replays. Um, it shows distances, uh, placings, standings. Um, we also, if there's any downtime, we can offer um, commercials for our sponsors. We have different layers and levels of sponsorship that uh, that our sponsors can get involved in, and we can have pictures, you know, like I said, videos, um, but the commercials is a really neat thing that we can offer for the sponsors, and it's just one way of getting the fans. It gives them something to see, so as in between um, polls, in between, as the track crew is out grading the track, waiting for the next competitor to come down the line, it gives them something to look at, something to do, and it, it seems like it's really made our show, you know, kind of a step above the rest, and really helps promote us as an association. How are membership numbers looking? You know, we're excited to see that we've got seven new teams that have stepped up uh, to pull with WTPA this year. And uh, rumor has it there's a few more that are coming up as well. Um, so it's it's a big growth year for us. It's, it's great to see new people coming up, um, new teams, and we're welcoming, you know, all you know, competitors to, to, to step up and join with us. And once they see what we do, they, they always stick around. It's it's a great organization to be with. New teams, but how about new generations? I'm, I'm curious if you're still seeing uh, the generational aspect in tractor pulling. You know, grandpa did it, dad did it, and now the son's doing it. For sure we are. Um, we've been, my wife and I, our team, we've been with WTPA for 10 years now. And over the 10 years, we've, we've met some really neat people, met their families, 
Um, we've seen them bring their, their kids in, and it, it's interesting. The kids will step up and, you know, at first they'll just be, you know, helping with move weights or uh, preparation, you know, waxing the equipment down and getting stuff ready. And now to see some of those kids kind of evolve and move up to actually getting in the driver's seat is, is really unique and a lot of fun. And from our own standpoint, um, actually my daughter is going to be getting in the driver's seat for me uh, potentially this year. So it's it's something really cool to see. It's, it's kind of nerve-wracking. It's a lot of butterflies, but I'm, I'm kind of ready to, to see that happen as well. I couldn't even imagine that's got to be a good feeling, watching kids grow up and your own kids, too, and then seeing them kind of take the reins. That's got to be a cool experience. You know, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't uh, the way my family loves it. Um, believe it or not, this is our weekend getaway. Uh, we don't have a cabin. This is our enjoyment all summer long. And when it comes time to leave on Saturday morning or Friday night, um, my family you know, as soon as a hauler starts up, they're in the hauler, they're sitting in the sleeper, and they're ready to go. Um, they they love it, you know. And if it wasn't for the support of my family, I probably would have retired a long time ago. But to, to see the, the thrill in their, their eyes when you have a good run and to have them come and meet you at the end of the track after a good run is just – that's a better feeling than actually making a good run itself. It's It's the feeling you get to see your family come running up to you at the end. It, it's an unbelievable emotion you go through. It's great. Kurt, I want to shift gears here now to talk about the price of fuel. Does that play a role in tractor pull participation? Is that a barrier at all for you? Well, I'd like to you know, start by saying you know, a big thank you to Quick Trip for stepping up and becoming one of our main sponsors this year. It's great to see them step in, and um, our drivers are definitely going to be supporting Quick Trip. Just thank you for them and for their support. To be honest, the effect of the increased fuel prices are yet to be seen. It could it could affect some of our competitors. Then again, it's it's also a love of the sport that keeps us going. So it's we're it, the effects are yet to be seen. How about getting your hands on parts? Uh, that's a great question. Um, availability of parts um, has been an, a question on everyone's mind right now, um, as well as once the parts get made, it's the shipping of the parts uh, once they're ready. Speaking for our own team, we've got a, a phenomenal engine builder, and they've got a great relationship with all their suppliers. Uh, we're personally sitting in a pretty good position right now as we prepare, but yes, there are several competitors I've talked with lately that um, they're just still waiting, waiting, waiting on some parts, and you know, we're optimistic that people are going to step up, and we're going to, everyone will have their parts in time, but it's, uh, it's a slow process. Um, it's just kind of typical what the, what the economy is showing right now, and we're, we're still waiting. And again, the tractor pulling season, it's upon us. The showdown in Curdtown will be, what, two or three weeks, something like that, over in Ellsworth. That's always a big one, down at Toma and the Grand National, just a lot of tractor pulling going on, smoking and choking <laughs> as you get to the grounds. And if you're going to those things, take some earplugs along because uh, they can get loud. 28 minutes after 5 o'clock, she's not nearly as loud. But we're going to hear from her anyway. And that's going to be Morgan as we get up on the news next on Wax. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets are on sale now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. 
Sponsored by Rooney Drain, Partners Bank, Wax Radios, Astro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RC Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning. We'll get Mike Dandry in the weather, but Morgan is joining us for our news this morning. And you have a a lavish, varied wardrobe, but I always mm-hmm. notice that you dress rather warm in the morning. How did, did you uh, expose ankles at least yesterday in this hot weather as a matter of fact i have a story that speaks exactly to your point so i had uh i was on duty yesterday instead of mom i was auntie momo for my nieces that's what they call me so one of my nieces my middle niece had softball practice and it was a toaster yesterday there were plenty of full water bottles out on the field and so uh we were going to the field headed to pick her up she comes out to the car and she says oh I see your arms. <laughs> I haven't seen your arms in a hundred years, Auntie Momo. So, yes, I had a T-shirt on yesterday, and my middle niece noticed. Well, good for her. All right. I said well, I was keeping them under there the whole time. I know, you know it. Right? I know it. You're never going to be accused of needing sunscreen, that's for sure. <laughs> well, Momo, what's going on in the news? Well, we're going to start with headlines that keep us in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's a hard one out of Barron County. Two children among the dead in a house fire there. That broke out early yesterday morning. Now, firefighters say a woman managed to make it out of the house alive. A man and two kids did not. No word just what caused that fire, but the Wisconsin DOJ now working that case. We look to other headlines in the state where the family of a woman killed by one of Governor Evers' parolees finally has a meeting with the governor. Johanna Belasevich's family say she's been promised a meeting with the governor next Tuesday. That's the same day that Douglas Belasevich is set to leave prison. He killed Johanna in 1997. Police in West Dallas say stabbing her over 40 times. He was sentenced to 80 years in prison, but the governor's parole board last month approved that release. Johanna's family yesterday said he continues to be a threat and fear the governor is releasing a dangerous man back into society. On the political stage, the president of Wisconsin Family Action hopes that the FBI and Madison police can find whoever is responsible for last week's arson at the pro-life group office. Julianne Appling was on Fox News Channel Wednesday and with 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster looks closer at the process. Julianne Appling was on Fox News Channel Wednesday. They're apparently pretty aggressive in their investigation, which we certainly hope they are. This deserves that kind of investigation. Uh, but they told us they didn't have any new leads or suspects in mind. The incident occurred just after a draft Supreme Court document was leaked suggesting Roe versus Wade is about to be overturned. A group calling itself Jane's Revenge claiming responsibility. That claim remains unverified. I'm John DeMaster. We go closer to West Cardinal Country, where organizers in Hope Village and Chippewa Falls are raising money to expand their homeless tiny village. Now, the plan is to raise $2.7 million to add community buildings and consolidate land. That's on Kennedy Road in that area. The idea is to eventually have both 11 tiny homes and five new duplexes, as long as as well as three new sixplexes built at that site. And don't let Friday 13 get you down. There's something else to celebrate, and it involves a classic. National Apple Pie Day. Bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove.
as American as apple pie is, it actually didn't originate in America at all. The first recipe was printed in England back in the 1300s. Ever since then, it's evolved into a staple dessert for American holiday parties. I'm Trey Thomas. And you can pick more headlines anytime, 715newsroom.com. I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. What was that song? John Don McLean, Bye Bye Miss America. Ran about seven minutes. I oh, think. yeah. American Pie. That was the name, was of, the the name of the song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah I, would, I think it's even over that. I think it's closer to eight minutes yeah. or so. That was a classic. It's like two of your commutes to work in any <laughs> given day, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, you stay cool. And if you're going to expose those arms, get some sunscreen on it. I know. I'm telling you. I'm going to set the rumor mill of fire oh, here with I these arms it. on. I know it. That's going to be <laughs> something else. All get right. them talking. Exposure in the newsroom. <laughs> See you later. Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan McCarthy. Well, let's get over to Skywarn 13, the weather room, and uh, talk to Mike Dandria this morning. Well, how'd you survive the heat yesterday, buddy? Uh, well, I survived the heat by uh, jumping in the oven to cool down. That's <laughs> you know, I, I think I needed to crank that on broil and jump in, and man, it felt refreshing from uh, coming in from outside, didn't it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I'll tell you, I opened the windows, turned on the fans. I will not turn the air conditioning on when we have the first blast of summer. Later on, I will, but uh, I'm. we complained so much about the weather that uh, I was going to take the hot weather as it came. And it came yesterday, but uh, just did, was it a record yesterday or not? Yes, actually. Well, we set a couple records, one in Eau Claire and one in La Crosse. And, uh, well, well, how the, did we get here? We got to at 94 here. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, the, our old record was 92. That was set back in 1900. So 122 oh, I remember, it well. I remember it well. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what do we got to look forward to? A little more comfortable. Yes, and uh, certainly more comfortable. Still above average for today. We'll have uh, mostly sunny conditions, maybe a couple intervals of clouds here and there. Otherwise, temperature is topping out in the low 80s. Some more clouds roll in tonight, but really shouldn't materialize into any showers or anything as we dip to the mid 50s. Going into tomorrow, starting off with plenty of sunshine and still a little cooler, maybe not even reaching that 80-degree mark, topping out mostly in the upper 70s. Maybe a chance of showers by tomorrow, but then Sunday, cooling it down even more into the low 70s with mostly sunny conditions. And that's when our quiet weather pattern really emerges for the first half of next week and much cooler, too. Sunny conditions on Monday, mid-60s for our highs, and a very similar day on Tuesday. Going into Wednesday, we'll start to see some clouds roll in. We'll slightly warm it up, getting into about the upper 60s, possibly hitting that 70-degree mark by Thursday, and then possibly another chance of a few showers and storms. But that's something that's still a little ways out and we'll continue to watch. But uh, other than that, yeah, it looks like a rather quiet pattern ahead. And we have a temperature, very warm start to the morning at 74 degrees in Eau Claire right now. Oh, man. I'll tell you, though, no rain through next week from the looks of unless those pop-up showers come huh? right and uh, well after this week it's uh, it's going to be a welcome change of pace for uh, for some of us and even with those uh, cooler temperatures still be a great day to get some work done outside wouldn't you say oh absolutely and there will be a lot of work getting done oh hey, yeah thanks mike have a good weekend you too bob there he goes mike dandrio over there at skywarn 13 looking at our weather on wax brought to you by chippewa valley bean of menominee chippewa valley bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings 
things. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes now before 6 o'clock on a Friday morning at Wax. Uh, 71 degrees, 83 the high today. And uh, Jill, the president, was, well, down Illinois. What was he all about doing earlier? Well, he made agriculture the focus of a visit to Illinois this week. While at an Illinois farm, he said he could increase Crop production in this country by doing more double cropping and producing more fertilizer. To do that, he said the USDA will expand crop insurance to cover double cropping to more parts of the country. He also said he would have the USDA open programs like the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, the Conservation Stewardship Program, and other precision agriculture programs to improve nutrient management and water quality. Biden's third priority is to increase fertilizer production by investing $50 million into the industry in the U.S. How much is he investing? Oh, $500 million. $500 million. That'll go I missed a lot a zero. That'll go a lot farther, that's for sure. So the president there. And again, uh, we had mentioned earlier, we've been telling you about uh, breakfast in Eau Claire County. We'll be on the farm this year, Nellie's Holstein's, June 18th, and uh, tomorrow morning breakfast, uh, Mondovi, right? Breakfast in Mondovi. Go out there for pancakes from 8 to 11 at the Mondovi High School. They're going to eat out by the ag room. It should be a nice morning for that because the forecast for tomorrow, 80 and partly sunny. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets are on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance, and Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. 71 sweltering degrees out there. But it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. And we are going to hear from Jim in a minute, but uh, you think this is warm out there this morning? Well, it was warm when it was warm in my house, and then it was warm <laughs> until I got into the pickup, and boy, that air conditioner is nice in that pickup. And I was talking earlier about the fact that uh, I was out with my little old convertible yesterday and saw a lot of other convertibles. Everybody driving the windows down, but you saw something else that caught your attention. I think it's kind of funny. I don't know how he did it. I did. I was down to Cochrane Fountain City yesterday to record an FFA program, and I met a motorcyclist with a cowboy hat on. Did he have a chin strap on it or something to hold it on? I, I didn't really look for the chin strap. I was still in awe of how you kept that cowboy hat on when you're driving down with your motorcycle. Yeah, that's a, that's a magic trick, but uh, maybe only in Cochrane Fountain City, maybe. But uh, All right, but again, motorcycles are going to be out, bicycles are going to be out, joggers are going to be out. Tractors are going to be out, so again, let's all watch out for each other, and let's keep things safe. And where did you say we were going? We are going to Equity Altoona, and hear from Jim Lindsay. 
Choice beef steers and heifers dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty five. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar ten to a dollar thirty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar nineteen to a dollar thirty. Choice Holstein steers dollar six to a dollar eighteen. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar five and down. Top twenty percent of the cow cows sold from seventy two to eighty at a top of eighty eight. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty eight to seventy one. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty seven and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 85 to $1.05. We had a top of $1.65. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Cull bulls sold from 70 to $1. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pounded up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $155 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 75 to $265 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on May 6th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, dollar twenty to a dollar ninety one. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, dollar fifteen to a dollar seventy three. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar fifty three. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar fifty. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar forty seven. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar twenty three. We're now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by eleven a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, May 20th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. For those who work in acres... Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I think it's officially summer, but we're going to find out right now from Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Well, the long underwear come off yet? Oh, you better believe it, Bob. It's officially summer. <laughs> it's, uh, but, you know, in everything in perspective, that's why it's so interesting to live here in Wisconsin. It wasn't that many, well, days ago that you and I were talking at this hour, and it was like 37 degrees, you know. Oh, I know. I'll bet you've taken them off, but you haven't put them in the drawer yet. You're still, uh, you know where they are if you need them. Well, we're still in Wisconsin, Bob. <laughs> a boy. Hey, wrap up the week for us over at Stratford. I better do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. And a summary from yesterday, Thursday, on this past week here at Equity Livestock here in Stratford. On the cow market yesterday, higher yielding Holstein cows selling from 73 to 81. Extreme top of the cows here this week did reach 92 and a half. Uh, most of the cows on the coals on yesterday's auction selling from 55 to 72. Thinner cows, light carcass cows below 55. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls mostly from 95 to 105. Lighter weight bulls below 90. Red cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers, 107 to 120. High yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from 120 to 127. Select steers under finished cattle, 105 and below. On the calf market, uh, uh, the best calf market this week here at Stratford was on Monday's auction. On the close yesterday, 9,230 pound Holstein bull calves, mostly from 75 to 185. Extreme top on the bull calves was on Monday, as I mentioned, up to 220. Heifer calves this week, mostly 30 to 90. Beef calves, uh, 150 to 305 on yesterday's sale. 
And we want to just mention this morning some upcoming auctions here at Equity Stratford. Our next uh, dairy sale, we'll have uh, two more dairy sales here in May. Our next one will be May 17th, next Tuesday. We do have springing heifers on that auction already consigned on May 24th. Uh, very nice auction on, uh, scheduled on May 24th for dairy. Complete herd dispersal of 55 top quality registered and grade Holstein cows. Uh, full AI breeding, an official test. And uh, we'll have more to say about that as time gets near. So mark those dates on your calendar for the next two dairy sales here in Stratford on in May. Our next feeder cattle sale will be next uh, uh, Wednesday, May 18th. So those are the upcoming auctions. Again, uh, Friday the 13th, that doesn't bother you, does it, Bob? Not a bit. Not a bit. It's just another day, and we'll get through it, that's for sure. Hey, you have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You betcha. You guys, to Enjoy the weekend. A lot of stuff going on. Absolutely. Always a lot of stuff going on. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And uh, looking at our grain report, the numbers were higher yesterday on the Board of Trade following that USDA report. And overnight, a little higher yet. July corn up a penny at 793. The oats down a nickel at 619. Wheat for July up two cents overnight, 1181. Soybeans up 13 at 1627. Meal up 230 a ton at $398.30. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn's at 731 with soybeans at 1572. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn's at 743 with soybeans at 1577. On the DTN screen, corn and golden plump today. The high price in the area, 765 a bushel. At Baldwin and Mondovi, 723 and 1557 on the soybeans. Duran has corn at 718, beans 1557. Over at Elmwood, 723 on the corn, 1562 on the soybeans. Fall Creek, 713 and 1547. Osseo corn, 746, beans 1561. Elk Mound, corn at 731, beans 1574. At Sparta, 727 and 1572. At Ellsworth, 713 and 1535 on the beans. At the ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville, 764, Stanley, 743, New Richmond, 739. Cheese unchanged yesterday, barrels 239 and a half, blocks 230 and three quarters. Butter up seven at 270 and a half, class three higher, May up six, 2495, June 2410 up 29, July 2403 up 25, August 2357, that was up 32, and September up 25 at 2317. It is a Friday morning, looking for 83 and partly sunny. And that way for the next week or so, Brent Wink is with us. And Brent is here, Winfield United, the Ag Division of Land Lakes, bringing Brent with us every Friday morning during the uh, planting, growing, and harvesting season. As uh, we're covering the crops with Brent, well, did you get anything planted this last week? I know you had to be out of town for a while, but yeah. uh, anybody in your area over there in the Glenwood City country get much done? Yeah, over the weekend, some got in, and then I forget, I lose track of which days the rain came, but... Um, and it two came di- pretty hard, too, didn't yes, it, over there? Yes, this last rain, there was anywhere from an inch and a half to three and a half inches in different areas, so roads washing out and flooding and all of those good things, but you uh, you called a very nice weather forecast for the next week, so I think that'll change things greatly as yeah, we move really forward. Will. With this equipment we've got now, we can get a lot of work done in a hurry. Well, what's yeah. the update here? Yeah. What does this tell us so, about so our agronomy? This week I was getting kind of a lot of questions, and every year we seem to get a lot of questions around soybean seed treatments, and as we get later in the year, 
Should we still use those uh, on soybeans because temperatures are getting warmer? And a lot of these commercially applied soybean seed treatments, there's there's four different things that are in a lot of those. Inoculant, which I definitely uh, believe should always be used in our, our area up here. <clears throat> when you look at a soybean plant, that soybean plant, a 70-bushel soybean uh, crop, needs about 330 pounds of nitrogen per acre. So that inoculant is just creating that plant's ability to generate and make its own nitrogen. Probably about 50 to 75% of its nitrogen can be made uh, from the nodules of the plant. Then in those soybean seed treatments, you've got insecticides uh, with some of them. Those can kind of take care of some of the early season insects and bean leaf beetle feeding once those plants have emerged. Then we have fungicides and plant growth promoters. And, and the one I want to really focus on is fungicide because when we think about disease and some of these uh, protections that we're putting on those plants, there's really four diseases that we focus on. And it's Pythium, Rhizoctonia, Phytophthora, and Fusarium. And when we look at Pythium and Fusarium, we can look at those as kind of the early season ones that, that give us the biggest challenges. So we want the seed treatment when we're planting early to avoid those. When you look at Rhizoctonia and Phytophthora, it actually, uh, you start looking at those to late season issues uh, can create more problems with that as well. So early planting or late planting, that fungicide definitely has benefits for protecting against those diseases. Then just looking at the numbers, we've had a lot of trials over the last 10, 12 years and just pulling out some of that data. Basically, stand establishment always seems to be about 10 to 15,000 more plants per acre when we're using those seed treatments. So just being able to use the right amount of seed or maybe reduce your planting population can offset some of that cost with those soybean seed treatments. And then obviously it comes down to yield. You know, over the last 10 to 15 years, these seed treatments have always been in that three to four, maybe five bushel response, a very high high uh, percent of the time we see that response. All the way through, uh, we've got some trials that ran as late as June 10th and still seeing the benefits of spending the money on those soybean seed treatments. So a lot of different soybean seed treatments out there. Talk with your local agronomist at your ag retailers uh, of what they're using. But uh, definitely all throughout the season, it still pays to spend that dollar uh, on these soybean seed treatments, even as we get later in the season and our temperatures start warming up. And as you talk to uh, some of the co-ops, some of the suppliers out there, these products available? Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of some of the benefits we've we've got a lot of those things, and I, I think early on here, you know, supply looks really good. The ag retailers that I work with, Alcivia and Synergy and River Country Co-op, some of these around our area, very very diligent to source it. Sometimes it came at a higher price than you'd like mm-hmm. to see, but uh, they are very diligent about making sure they had it in the shed. Ah, that's good. So uh, is your soil over there in Glenwood City ready to go yet or with that it, uh, three inches of rain? Yeah, or? it's not going to go anytime today or pr- probably not even tomorrow, which is good. I've got to run to Madison for our youngest daughter's graduation. Oh, so Mother deal. Nature made sure that I couldn't be in the field 
and I had to go to their graduation. So, so what are you giving them for graduation? A new Corvette or what? <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving them the piece of paper that says they got to start paying their own cell phone bill oh. and and uh, taking care of some of those because they've reached full maturity, right? Oh, that's good. so. I'll need to know a did hot spot use, to take her out use, to eat uh, down in Madison. Did there. you use crop promotants and some of these things for them to reach uh, full maturity? Too? All throughout college. Yeah, yes. boy. All right, Brent. Have a good weekend. Do it safely. Yep. Take care. There he goes. Brent Wink with us once again on a Friday morning as we cover the crops, courtesy of Winfield United, the ag division of Land O'Lakes. And we're in low 70s, 60s around the area right now. We'll get 83 partly sunny, and boy, I think we can get used to partly sunny for at least the next week. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.